The primary method of self-study is self-observation, which is necessary in order to understand how the various functions of the human machine are related to one another. This, in turn, will allow us to understand how and why on specific occasions everything is done in us. This basic grasp of the functions and characteristics of the human machine is a prerequisite for understanding the fundamental principles of its activity. Without knowing these principles and constantly bearing them in mind, any attempt at self-observation will be inherently flawed. Thus, for real knowledge, thus for real self-knowledge, the kind of introspection in which people ordinarily engage over the course of their lives is of no use and leads nowhere. We have to understand that each of our normal psyche functions is a means of acquiring a certain kind of knowledge. The mind allows us to perceive one aspect of things and events, emotions another aspect, and sensations a third. We can, however, have the fullest knowledge of something only if we examine it simultaneously with our mind, our feelings, and sensation. This level of perception, which is possible only with a different level of being, should be the whole goal of every person who strives for true self-knowledge. Gia Gurdjieff. Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. So I led with that quote from Gurdjieff because this episode is all about inner work. We're talking about giving tips on inner work for each type. And it's very important to hear from one of the people who are monumental in how the Enneagram actually was formed to a certain degree, kind of the methods behind it to actually drop a quote from him in this very important part of this podcast. So I'll go back a little bit over that after this intro music. Let's get it. Finding help for your mental and emotional struggles can be challenging. With so many barriers like cost and even feeling safe looking for a counselor can be tricky. So I know it's hard. And you know, the worst part is you really don't have the time or mental space to be trying to figure out how to find a counselor when you're having personal struggles. So thanks to BetterHelp, they are built on making counseling accessible, affordable, convenient so that anyone who's having struggles in their life can actually get the help they need at any time and anywhere, which is so important, especially now. All the professionals are licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited. And what I love so much about them is that they have a diverse group of counselors with a broad and various amounts of different backgrounds to help all their different clients. If you need some help, try BetterHelp. You can get a 10% off discount from your first month when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash do it. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash D-O-I-T. All right. So this episode is about inner work tips. 
And so the quote here, which is very important, there's some things here that I want to point out because there's different meanings that he builds up in his writing. So you have to understand a little bit. So he talks about self-study. The primary mirror self-study is self-observation. Well, that's one of the biggest key areas. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, you may know a little bit about self-study to a certain degree. But one of the things he wants people to understand is that when he says various functions of the human machine are related to one another, and he calls it the human machine because we are mechanical. Our ego structures really make us mechanical. And what he considers like what is done, it means that we're just going to respond the way that our ego wants us to respond. So it's mechanical. And so it's already been done. So even though it hasn't quote unquote happened yet, whenever it happens, they know exactly what you're going to do. It's kind of the way that even military places, they look at certain leaders and they say, if this happens, they're probably going to respond this way. They're probably going to do this. It's the way that even algorithms work with like ads that they put in things. It's like things are already done because they know the behavioral patterns of people, right? And so Gurdjieff wants to help liberate and free us from these patterns. And this is what the Enneagram is striving to do as well, not to get stuck in it. And so what he is saying here is that we have to figure out why everything seems to be done already, aka our Enneagram type patterns are the way that they are. And one of the biggest ways he talks about doing that is being able to make sure that we can assess what is happening in our heads, our hearts, and our bodies, because that is the connection. There are certain things that are happening in those three centers that are giving us real knowledge, okay? Not just information, but knowledge, which is he has a whole deeper meaning for. So I won't go too deep into that, but I wanted to share that before we get into inner work so that we don't think inner work is purely head work, where we're just like, oh, I'm just going to look at myself or look at myself from the lens of my brain, right? Just look. So I just wanted to share that to make sure everyone knows and just remind everybody, your inner work is with all three centers and it's a simultaneously working with them, right? Because the situation happens, your three centers don't all feel the same, you know? Your head may feel one way, your heart may feel one way, and your body may feel a different way, you know? And they all give us a different form of communication as well. We'll talk about that in another episode, but I wanted to share that. So we'll go ahead and jump into it. What the world is inner work? So just like I was saying before about Gurdjieff's quote, inner work is exploring our inner parts and growing an awareness of how to grow closer to our essence. Okay. So this is a big part of how you actually grow and transform. And this is one of the reasons why when we're only looking external for external sources to help us grow and transform, that you have a very marginalized, very small version of growth. And there's a lot of times you bounce back to however you were. There's not really a transformation or a true change. It's like just momentary. But we're talking about sustainable, long-term, learning more, getting closer to your essence. And so this requires real inner work of looking inside of yourself, okay? So this is a big deal. Like inner work is like some of the most, no, it is the most important work you can do, to be completely honest. No matter what you're doing, no matter what faith community you're part of, the inner work you do is actually really the most important part, to be honest, because you can't really absorb anything or really take anything in if you don't know self and how self operates so that you can be more clear on whatever you truly want to be, what you want to transform to, or what you aspire to be, or what you aspire to be close to, or whatever, you know, faith that you are embodying or following. You know, you need to know yourself and how you operate compared to it so that you can start to make shifts and change to become more like what you, what your essence wants to be, but also what is out there. All right. So one of the biggest things is we're going to jump into some quick ways that 
you can really work on it. And we're going to start with the type one this time. So the first inner work tip for type one is be fun. If you have ever worked with a type one when it comes to their inner work, they take it so seriously. I mean, it is like I have to do these things the right way because I must improve. I must get better. And so there's a rigidity even around the improvement and the inner work that they're doing. Inner work is serious, but the rigidity that the type one ego structure can bring to when one is trying to improve can actually do the opposite of helping them improve. It actually can beat the one down more and not necessarily help them to even see the, the areas that they have improved on, that they've become better at, some of the things they've let go of, some of the things they've moved and grown toward. So with inner work tips for type ones, make it fun. Find a way to make your inner work fun. Okay, so infuse in something that's a little bit silly or a way that's creative that makes it enjoyable. You know, your growth is enjoyable. There's definitely serious moments. There's moments you need to be quiet, moments you need to, you know, let things go. You need to feel the anger. You may need to cry. All these things happen in our inner work. But the things you can be intentional about sometimes is making it fun because that automatically is something that automatically loosens up that ego structure of the type one for sure. So that's a tip for type one. Type two. So inner work tip for type twos is be alone. A lot of times twos, they like to do their work in groups or with another person, which is nothing wrong with that per se, but there's a problem and a problem arises when it has to always be with other people because there's times that we really need to focus and be by ourselves alone as we do our inner work because there's things that we discover. And for twos, there's like truth that they discover about themselves, about other people, about things, um, but more or less about themselves or what's going on that they really need to be able to be in touch with because the ego structure of the two is so outwardly focused on emotions, connections, uh, all these different things that are connected in their lives, the people they're connected to, the organizations are connected to. It's so heavily focused on those things and how they show up in the mind, and what they did or should have did or how they could have better said something. All these type of things show up. So being alone and actually finding time to really listen to what's going on inside and really studying what's happening in your body is monumental and so important for type twos to actually be able to grow. Type threes, be still. So the inner work tip for type threes is be still. One of the hardest things for three is to really be still. My father is a three. And I tell you, it is the hardest thing for him to be still. He ended up having COVID and he had to be quarantined in his house. And this man, even though it felt like the hardest thing he's ever been through in his life, and he's been through a whole lot, he still could not be still. Okay. So for type threes, the inner work is being still because when you be still, you give your heart a chance to come online and to see what's really there. Sometimes the fear for threes is that if I really go there, is my heart really there? Like, is it there? Like I've been so many places, so many spaces, and I've seen so many faces, but I've been all of them. I've, I've blended in. I have merged to a certain degree, or I've done something that looks successful in all those spaces, but it wasn't always really me. So for threes to be still and find who they really are, where their heart really is, and what they really want and desire that's not wrapped into other people's things is actually great. And also being still for type threes really helps them to recover. It helps them to 
learn to eventually relax. It helps them to learn to take rest. All these things are important. And for the three, remember, all these things for everyone's tip, this is practice. It doesn't just happen overnight. It's not going to be like, I have to do my inner work, so I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to work really hard. Yeah, we wish it worked that way, but it doesn't. Okay, so the thing is, take some time, create some time and say, hey, I'm going to be still for this this period of time, and then I'll jump back into something. And then over time, increase it, okay? Same thing for the two, same thing for the one, okay? So this is our practice. Remember that, all right? So the inner work for type four is, I had two in mind, and so I'm going to do both because the four is unique in that beautiful way. One was be light, and the other is be compassionate. And I kind of use these two in two different ways. If you've ever really noticed a four when they start to do their work, Fours are intense types, and there's an intensity to the work that they do, even inside of themselves, and how they kind of see and look at themselves. They can be very aggressive at the way that they see themselves to not measuring up to what they believe or what they feel that they should be at or a certain place or thing, right? Type four structure, feel like something's missing, um, you know, attached to the abandonment thing and having those feelings and having those experiences and trauma. So one of the things is be light in the sense that when you're doing the work, it's like, even though it's deep and serious work, find moments to make it light so you are more appreciative of even your own self, which leads into the more be compassionate. Because even though fours a lot of times have experienced things that maybe some other people haven't experienced to a certain degree, and they feel these different ways, the part about being compassionate is really be compassionate with yourself. When you're on this journey of inner work and self-study and self-remembering, you really have to be compassionate with yourself because there's sometimes the intensity that is turned up a notch inside of the four when you're doing your work may actually be counterintuitive to helping you grow because you may really actually need more of a compassionate holding of yourself, the way that you look at yourself, speak to yourself and study yourself in order for you to be a little bit more free from the entrapments of the type four structure, the things that it can get really trapped and hung on, you may want to do that because it'll provide a little bit of liberation if you like focus on being light and being compassionate while you're doing your inner work as a type four. Are you wanting to share the Enneagram better with those you care about? Are you ready to take the personal growth that you have to the next level, like really transform your life? Are you looking to learn the whole Enneagram and not just a small part? Well, then you should sign up for my 12-week program that meets on Thursday nights and explores the Enneagram in community. It's called the Kaizen Career Complete Enneagram Program. And so some of the benefits include you'll be more confident in your Enneagram knowledge. You'll be able to better catch mistypes. You will understand what you need to do in order to grow now. You will develop an Enneagram growth plan for yourself. You will have a thorough knowledge of all the components of the Enneagram, enabling you to better share it. And then you'll understand the other types on the Enneagram deeply, not just stereotypes. And one of the best parts is that you'll work in Enneagram groups with people from around the country and maybe even the world. And also, last but not least, somatic exercises to help you embody the different Enneagram types. If you're interested in signing up with one of the cohorts that starts in either January or August, you can sign up at kaizen-enneagram-community.mn.co. Once again, that's kaizen-enneagram-community.mn.co. Or you can go to the link tree on the IG of the Do It For The Gram Instagram page. And you can also click the link there to learn more and to sign up. I look forward to seeing you. Have a wonderful day.
It's a type five. The inward tip is be connected. And being connected here is obviously not for other people necessarily. It's for yourself. Be connected with your body and your heart. And for fives, this next piece is very important. Fives know what their brain is saying. That's not even a question about it. You know, they, they can go in deep and keep searching for the why and trying to figure it out. But be connected to your body and your heart and figure out what information is actually coming from there. And so remember, it is also practice because getting in tune and listening to the body and the heart is work for the five. And even making sure you value what the body and the heart are saying is work for the five. So it is practice. But for your inner work, I encourage you to be connected. So checking in with both body and heart while you're doing your work so that you have a more well-rounded self-knowledge of what's going on. Because sometimes the mind of the five will trick you and it will become cynical of something because maybe there are feelings there that are connected to fear. Maybe the body has some type of experience around something that's making it tight or is saying that maybe you should try this or maybe let's engage in this. But your mind is like, no, I'm going to psychologically or logically work my way out of this. So make sure you listen to your other centers and start to be more connected. For the type six, the inner work tip is be brave. One of the things for the type six when you're doing inner work is usually sixes are aware to a certain degree of the fear or the angst that they feel inside of themselves. But being courageous means really exploring that fear and where it falls into their bodies, into their emotions. All of these areas are important for sixes to understand what's happening and to uncover what's really going on so they can move forward and not stay stuck in their heads about all the ideation or rumination going on about a particular decision or a particular situation, but actually being having the courage and being brave enough to say, I'm going to explore this. And this is especially for the um, for all sixes, but especially the sexual six, because being brave means a lot. Being brave means a lot because sexual sixes like to automatically push against the fear or the angst so that they don't feel the feeling of feeling the fear or angst right in their bodies because they hate the feeling of it. So one of the things is being brave to go explore it. This is actually fear. Why is it here? What do I need to do about it? And what does it say? And what is it connected to? So going there is huge for all sixes to really explore it and not just avoid it or not just attack it, but figuring out what it truly is so they can move forward and they can truly grow. For the type seven, the next inner work tip is be serious. One of the things for the type seven is to actually take your inner work serious and not to kind of see it as something I dibble and dabble in and I'm not fully committed in, but take it seriously. A lot of times we know how sevens can naturally have a lot of energy. They can be funny. They can laugh. They can joke. They can play. But for the seven, the inner work is to really balance out a lot of that sometimes silliness, sometimes being too fun, overly doing things or avoiding stuff. It's about actually really taking it serious. So being serious about your inner work being serious about your self-remembering, being serious about how you really look at yourself and the things that you do and how you engage and impact people because of the different patterns that are going on inside of yourself, the avoidance, noticing all of those things in a serious way will truly help sevens to really go and grow past some of the trappings that the natural ego of the seven definitely has for it. And that sometimes even society reinforces. 
So being serious about your inner work is definitely important. Type eights, the inner work tip is to be subtle. This is an interesting one. As we know, type eights, they can take their inner work very seriously, kind of like they take the out, take on the outer world, which is very strong. And it's not very subtle necessarily. It's like, hey, you know I'm here. You know what I'm doing. And even if they're not trying to do that, their natural energy can bring that type of presence to a place. And so for the type eight, being subtle in the way that you notice yourself and by being subtle, remembering and looking at the subtleties that you do and really noticing all of the impact and energy that you use and that you have throughout the day when you're doing different things, noticing the subtleties in your body, not just the big experiences that happen, not just the big things, because a lot of times the subtlety for eights helps them to not only be able to manage and use their energy in a much more detailed, specific, and precise way, but it also helps them to see the small components that they may have neglected in themselves that they may have forgotten about or they need to tend to because this may be saying slow down or take a rest or take a break because a lot of times eights don't really notice it because the eight structure is only used to feeling the big impacts of things when things get really hard, really heavy or feel really bad. So before it gets there, just check in on the subtleties of yourself and be subtle in your inner work and noticing all the subtleties of your body, your heart and your mind. Very important. Inner work tips for the type nine is be active. And when I say be active, I don't necessarily mean just like go and do stuff because the social nine has no problem being active at all, right? And then certain routines for nines, they don't have a problem being active when it comes to those things. For the people they care about, they don't have, it's not a problem being active for those people. The be active part for the inner work is about being active in looking and searching and discovering and observing and studying what's going on inside of yourself. That's the activity I'm talking about. Be active in when you're actually getting to really see what's going on in your head, heart, and body and really noticing it because the nine type structure wants to push it down, stuff it down, make it feel like it doesn't exist, stuff it in a closet, make you feel like you don't really notice that it's happening, that it's going on. So really being active and really searching and studying and observing and remembering what's really going on with your head, heart, and body is going to do monumental things for the type nine because it helps to really start to remember self in a way that includes yourself, in a way that is very opposite of what the nine type structure wants to do. It wants to push it down, not deal with it. Let's just sit here and not deal with the internal stuff that we really need to face. And so really facing those things helps the nine to overcome some of the narcotization, right? It helps them to overcome some of the laziness or slothfulness, as they call it. And so you're noticing what's happening at the heart level. So you start to notice more of what you want and what you desire, not just the emotions, but you notice like, where does your purpose lie? You know, so these things are very important for nine just to really be active in your inner work as a tip to go ahead and start to constantly look, search, discover, explore, um, write down all these different parts of you and noticing how they all impact you. So those are the inner work tips in a quick session to add to your repertoire as you're doing your inner work. So just kind of remember it as you're doing your work and you might get stuck in your pattern the way it naturally wants to engage inner work and just say, mm, let me let me infuse a little bit of this into the inner work that I'm doing or the way that I plan my day and I structure things because it's going to be important for me to actually disrupt my pattern to go at in a slightly different way than I'm used to going at the, my own inner work. So I encourage you to knock that out. And please, I would love to know. You can definitely email me or hit me up on 
IG in the DMs and hit me up and tell me a little bit about maybe your inner work and some of your journey. And if any of these here actually were able to kind of maybe help you if you found that you've already been doing it and it's been helping. So these things are great. I would love to hear some of the different stories because the growth that people have is, is really inspiring to hear people's story. And uh, it's really cool to have people who understand just how monumental, like the smallest minute shift for you could actually create such monumental and amazing growth. So I love to hear those stories. You're welcome to DM me on IG, most definitely, and reach out to me. I love that uh, for sure. Besides that, that's all I have for today. Remember, if your inner work is starting to feel stale or you feel stuck, then maybe you need to infuse something a little bit new. Okay, maybe you need to pull in some of the things we talked about today. And so if you do, you feel your inner work is getting stuck or triggered, make sure you take a deep breath, make a positive move, and do it for the gram, the Enneagram, of course. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.